What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. Dan, we gotta Yo. talk about some. Uh, yeah, let's get to the meat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, let's fucking meet it up. Well, uh, we we gave everyone a little tease. We're doing a little foreplay, but we got we got some a very specific subject in mind today. Indeed. And uh, I'm sure the world is aware of it. But if you're not, uh, first of all, crawl out of your rock. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I talked to a guy today who was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I swear, just today. Well, yeah. it just. Uh, yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but it, 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 there's a lot going on in the world, and we've kind of been talking about a lot of different subjects on this podcast, but we didn't really get into detail about the global events. And um, so this is really specifically about the trucker convoy, mm-hmm. and just it, more importantly, it's about these crazy measures that are happening in life mm-hmm. in our in our country specifically, mm-hmm. and how it's kind of gone too far, mm-hmm. you know, and people are starting to realize that. This is a little bit, it's enough is enough kind of mentality right now. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And this brought up a big moment where you have a group of people, truckers, for example, who actually bonded and gathered together and started forming this idea. And now they implemented it Mm -hmm. and they they protested. They drove a trucker convoy to the Capitol and they basically just parked out there. I wasn't there, but from what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And then hundreds of thousands probably of supporters were there mm-hmm. whether virtually or actually physically there and were just involved in this demonstration sure and yeah. you were there and you mm-hmm. documented it yeah and from what i've seen because i had about 10 friends that were there and from their footage i kind of got a great understanding of the overall picture sure yeah and it was a very peaceful very beautiful coming together moment for so many canadians mm-hmm. And then I see this other side. It's like a dark side. And it's a side where... You hope it's the small, exaggerated mainstream media thing, you know, but but no one is sure, right? Where it's yeah. just like, who started this? What's the real intention? Are people being conned out of money? Yeah. Is there a bunch of racist Nazis running the whole thing? But and it seems like... I don't mean to interrupt no, you. No, 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 go for it. It just seems like... I, I hope and assume that it's a, it's a hodgepodge because it's just such a big event that multiple there were multiple starting points there are multiple avenues and and reasons to be waving whatever flag and people are just jumping a bandwagon that is too big not to jump on yeah. you know but i'm so glad that you went there that you felt the need to go there mm-hmm. had the opportunity to to go there have the sure. skills to document it properly and mm. and I don't. I have. I have a lot of questions. I just. I don't want to. Yeah. I just want to finish my point. Um, so I saw the side of the attendees, and my friends, and just all those Twitter videos that people put up, and then I just saw this narrative that a lot of my other friends were following, and it wasn't necessarily a false narrative, but it was a very small, um, small part of the event that was magnified. 
into a storyline. And a lot of people were saying that this is a racist movement. This is violent. People were being super disrespectful to police or whatever. I was reading a lot of weird accounts. And then so on one side, I'm seeing this beauty. And then on the other side, I'm seeing more of opinion pieces of this negativity. And those talking points are being shared and repeated. And people were even ashamed of these demonstrators. Mm -hmm. So I think having you here will actually be a good way to kind of bring it closer to the truth of sense making of what happened. Sure. But honestly, from my point of view, I it, and from all my friends over there, it seemed, I would call it, majority of the experience was very positive mm-hmm. and not what is being kind of manipulated into understanding what happened. Sure. Um, yeah, I think it's also good for the people who actually don't know the details of, of the, some are calling it the Freedom Convoy, some are calling it the Trucker Convoy. Um, First off, this started probably about a week to two weeks before the actual protest, right? So you had um, predominantly truckers, but other supporters as well, driving across the country from as far as BC. There were some accounts of people from Newfoundland driving um, and meeting uh, in Ottawa for January 29th. Uh, also, today we're February 1st, so it's only been, uh, yeah, it's been basically two, two three days. Um, and uh, so that's kind of the background. What I found really interesting is that a week before um, the actual protest on the 29th, you know, five days before, a lot of Canadian news outlets were just reporting on the potential violence that's to come. Mm-hmm. Two or three days before that, you had CTV and CBC. These are the major uh, networks. Um, yeah, some of the major networks here in Montreal, at least, talking about how members of parliament are afraid that they're going to be you know, targeted for violence. Um, Very slanted board before the game even starts kind of vibe. Well, that's exactly it. What What I don't understand is how often... Do we have five days, seven days of the news telling you that there's going to be a protest and that it's likely going to turn violent Hmm. for like a week, basically setting the stage? Um, And the story is already, like you said, the story is already set, right? They got to set the board uh, before the game started. So I think that's that's something that's really important, right? Another thing is there wasn't really that much coverage of the movement before um, it actually happened, other than those kinds of um, accounts. Uh, in terms of you know, news in the States, there wasn't really much coming out. You know? Even though during the, um, the actual drive from you know, various provinces and cities to Ottawa, there were like, like hundreds of people on overpasses just cheering on as cars and trucks passed mm. for Ottawa, right? Uh, funny enough, Friday when, uh, when my wife and I were driving to Ottawa, we're driving from uh, NDG to Ottawa, so we're passing the West Island, right? So we're on the 40, and we pass Sources, St. John's, St. Charles, then we pass through Rigo, and there are hundreds of people on each one of those overpasses. And in Rigo, which is kind of... You know, it's like the last, you know, 
town before you actually enter Montreal if you're driving through. Uh, so it's it's kind of a, a decent rest area with with a couple gas stations and food. There were like police officers on the um, overpasses as well in support. Um, what we saw was like an entire rest area full of trucks, full of people, everybody just cheering as people were driving mm -hmm. from east to west in that case. None of that was necessarily showcased that much. The only, the only access to those kinds of stories and videos were like through social media. Mm -hmm. And it's only people to people, right? And then also there's always that caveat that if you post anything that is related to something related to COVID, automatically you get this you get this sort of flag under your post so i i posted a, an album with the photos from the event and on each one of my pictures it says you know covid-19 vaccines are tested uh, rigorously and this and that and like i d i don't even talk about the vaccines mm. it's very strange yeah but anyway the yeah, point is everywhere now all of this positive support wasn't coming out and in fact um Justin Trudeau in a news uh, conference was talking about how this is a small fringe minority and do this does not represent the views of Canadians, mm. right? So imagine you've got, you've, you've, you've got hundreds of people on hundreds of overpasses throughout the country supporting these thousands of truckers driving to Ottawa. But that doesn't represent the views of Canadians. Like those are Canadians. Yeah. Like, this is the thing I don't understand is essentially the media is telling us what we're supposed to be thinking, right? If, if you're part of polite society, this is what you think. And if you don't, then you're not part of polite society. You're not mm -hmm. a true Canadian. You're not. And like that, that's very strange. It's so like I, a poison dagger with multiple edges. It's like you're manufacturing consent. Then you're also saying like, it this doesn't represent us as Canadians, mm -hmm. and it's like you're you're saying you're almost giving permission to be like these like these are not Canadians. Mm -hmm. You're giving permission to to hate a small group of people. They're maybe not the majority, but first of all, they're getting bigger and bigger because like a lot of these people were on board at first. That's the thing that interests me is like. Let's say it's 10%, 20% of Canadians. First of all, that's a huge amount of people. That's not something you should ignore, even if it's the minority. But second of all, that's like fucking 30, 40, 50%. Now, I'm throwing made-up numbers out, okay? I don't... Oh, that was weird. Or right, I'm just checking. I don't know. You hit something and it went like... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Forgiveness. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, you're... you're you're making it out like uh, their view is not um, valid. Uh, valid, exactly. And yeah. uh, the more, like, I, I have, you know, I'm, I'm in Facebook groups, Telegram groups, Signal groups, all these fucking groups, and I realize that both sides talk about each other as if they're being duped. Sure. And and it it breaks my heart because mm -hmm. it's like you're, and I do it too. We're, we all do it, yeah. but it's like you, you naturally are not gonna like look into the thing that you think is wrong you know you're not going to be as exposed to it because you're not drawn in by it so you're going to obviously it's funny that the thing you hate the thing you don't think is right you have less info on by nature one way or the other so it's like bias is inevitable and people myself included even though i realize it like you're you're just gonna go through that 
and I, I don't know, it just, I don't want to, I'm, I'm getting, I'm ranting a bit there. I, I just, it bothers me. Like, I don't know how to broach that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people just feel like they have the answer and that the people who would disagree with them are being tricked and are stupid and believe in the wrong things. And it's like, these people are like two, three times vaccinated. Sure. They, they, you fucked them over. They're pissed now. They're not, they didn't run out of like endurance. They ran out of patience. They ran out of like excuses. Sure. Sure. And actually that's a really good point that you bring up. Like, um, so I'm vaccinated and I went there because the, well, I mean, I went there for two reasons. The first reason is I wanted to see for myself what it was going to be like. Yeah. I I hear the buzz too, Nate. You hear that? Yeah. I hear the buzz too. Is it your mic maybe? Oh, it's gone. It's okay. Yeah, it's good. Sorry about that. But it's better. <laughs> um, so the first reason I went is because I wanted to see what it was like for myself. And I th- also thought it would be an interesting uh, photography project where I could actually test something I've never done before. Mm. Uh, and then the other reason is that you can be pro-vaccine and you can be against the mandates. I think this is the biggest issue that people just don't want to have to deal with, right? Okay, look, in Quebec right now, uh, over 90% of people aged above 12 are vaccinated. 90%, okay? A few months ago, you know, uh, when the vaccines first started rolling out here in, in Quebec, what was that, like uh, May? The goal was 75%. Uh, we got up there in a couple months. There was some delays in terms of the vaccination. Yeah, I'm hearing it again. Just jiggle the great thing. There. Then then it was like, no, you know what? We're going to need something like 85%. And again, look, there, this is a bit of a misnomer, but what was being used in the media was like, let's reach herd immunity with mm-hmm. 75%. Let's reach herd immunity with 85%. Now, look, we know now or or at least from what i've seen uh, you know that's not really what herd immunity means exactly especially not with the leakiness of these vaccines but we hit 75 we hit 85 we're at 90 percent and that's because there's a whole bunch of kids under the age of 12 uh well sorry so we hit 90 percent above the age of 12 and now and now we actually have more restrictions that have just been rolled out last week and we have this uh, mandate that is the primary uh, reason for the protest. The primary mm. reason is that people, the truckers are, essentially the truckers will have to quarantine if they drive into Canada uh, from the U.S. or have to quarantine if they go from Canada to the U.S. Yeah. If they haven't been vaccinated. Okay. So, so... If you're vaccinated, then it's much easier for you to go back and forth. I'm vaccinated. I think there's a lot of reasons why people are skeptical about the vaccines. But I'm anti-mandate. And the two are not the same. And the thing is, when you have this story that is just boxing people into one one type, like one, one group... If you hold one of the ideas of the group, you've just been sort of sucked into that group. Mm-hmm. And so 
I wanted to see what what it was going to be like. Was it going to be all about anti-vaccine, anti-mask? Mask? Was it going to be violent? Was it going to be racist? Right? Um, I want to see for myself, and I want to document what I saw. Mm. Um, so, just just to just to to start out, it was super impressive just driving to Ottawa, right? Like. My wife and I are driving and we see the first overpass and we're like, oh my God, like we did not expect to see this. Like you see it on social media, but you don't think it happens in real life where, where you're living. And yeah. it's like, why not? You're in Montreal. It's like the second largest city <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. But like, like, uh, you mean like seeing tons of people kind of in one place? For no, no, one no, no, no. Seeing, seeing, yeah, tons of people on overpasses with signs and flags and cheering. Mm. as trucks pass by and then you see these big rigs with flags and lights and they're driving something like 70 80 kilometers an hour in the slow lane just like taking their time and you see like you know a section of 10 15 <laughs> rigs like mm. a parade uh, well no no because no, they're going way faster it was like it was like you know winter mad max you know what i mean it's just <laughs> and 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 we start to get like you know like basically like goosebumps mm. really it, it sounds cheesy but i it's no, impressive it, yeah. to see. And then you hit the next uh, overpass, right? So Sources first, then St. John's, then Sources, uh, then um, St. Saint Charles. And you're just like, oh my gosh, it's not just a one-off. Mm. And we drive through Rigo and we're like, holy crap, like this whole section of the town is completely gridlocked with people and everybody is happy, right? It's not mm. gridlocked and people are pissed. People are happy that they're there. Mm. Uh, and then we decide, okay, you know what? Let's not go on the 40 the whole way because we want to get uh, to Ottawa faster. So so we took the 50. Um, and still, you were seeing a couple of trucks that were driving slower, you know, two or three, you know, kind of like a mini convoy driving with their lights on, with flags on, with posters and signs. Um, honestly, the major sentiment that I got from the protest was we are anti-mandate, pro-freedom, and fuck Justin Trudeau. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's 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 really, you know, and look, uh we'll we'll look at some photos in a little bit. Um and for sure there's tons of people who are who are anti-mask. But the thing is we haven't really completely looked at whether or not the kinds of masks that people are using are even that efficacious, right? Yeah. Like we know that N95 masks masks work really well. We also know uh, that maybe the surgical masks work to a certain degree, but all these cotton masks that we're buying from like the pharmacy that have like you know an Adidas mask that's just made out of cotton, just branded masks, might just yeah. be doing nothing. And we yeah, yeah, we know it's, it's yeah. doing nothing. There's, yeah. a, there's been a lot of refinement with with like the general scientific consensus amongst the layman. Let's put it that way, I guess. Sure, sure. And for sure, like the you know. Now you know that it, there's also like an air saturation issue. Okay. So if you're like hanging out, like people in a classroom kind of thing, oh, masks sure. are not going to oh, do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Like there's there's things, if you're in public transport, if you're going to and fro kind of thing, maybe a mask is, is makes it makes sense. People were using masks in a lot of other countries. Like if you're sick, you just slap a mask on or if you're afraid of getting sick, if you have an immunity issue, whatever the fuck, you know, there's a million mm -hmm. reasons yeah. to, to mask up. Sure. And it's just become normal now. I'm sure it'll just kind of always be part of the culture mm -hmm. now. But it's but, just there's a million here, examples like that. Let's just explore that point a little bit more because I think it's worth doing. Right now, you can't go into public spaces without a mask, whether or not it's a it's a it's it's a mask that works. So right there, there's an issue there. 
if we're going to mandate masks because it's for public health and safety, then let's do it right and actually have masks that oh, do something. That's the thing. This is um, just it's 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 hygiene theatrics, right? Theater, that's the word I was looking for. It's theater. Right? It's just security theater. theater. Yeah, I love that term. It's so, fucking bullshit. So this is the thing: is like, look, I'm not. I don't necessarily know because not many people do know what what like how at what point uh, masks are are effective. At least the cotton ones, right? Mm. But why are we pretending? Like things like um, thin cotton masks are helping when we know at least two kinds of masks that are effective, but we're not necessarily enforcing those. We're just saying you need to cover your face. Mm. You just got a, a balaclava but scarf. Exactly, exactly. A like gator. I, I can wear a balaclava and walk into somewhere, and that's okay, even though it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not wearing it. I'm causing trouble. Yeah, that's and that always irks me. I think these are these inconsistencies are what's also fueling a lot of anger in people that have been doing everything right by the book. Even there's a lot of people that are just doing their own thing, saying "fuck, I'm going to do what I want," and that's fine. But there's people that are really have been following everything, and then they had their businesses, they were following the rules. Let's say a business owner, for example, and then all these new measures come in, and it's like we've been following the rules and all these things. And it's just like, this is like the last straw for a lot of people. And we're noticing now that all these inconsistencies are still the main narrative. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been any changes or more spe- like being a little bit more specific on, on uh, the things we've been doing with the new science coming and saying that cloth masks may not actually do anything. And it's the N95s or the surgical. Or, uh, or just a general lack of acceptance of natural immunity in westernized yeah, so cultures. It's all these pieces. There's a lot of yeah. weird, big, all glaring holes, like plot holes. And all know. these holes are not being discussed. And if you do discuss them, you get into a label game. You get a flag on your posts. You might even be shadow banned. I've been hearing from friends that they've... Or, after or after having yeah after having a few opinions online, then they start noticing... And I had a friend, she showed me this. She did a COVID post... And then a regular post. Her regular post got like 20, 30 likes. And then her COVID post got one. Sure. And it was like a very open, it wasn't a conspiratorial post or anything. And she did it a few times throughout the weeks. And she noticed that there was mm-hmm. a big discrepancy. So whether it's or not, whatever. But the whole idea is that these things and these concerns are not being discussed. Mm-hmm. And this is frustrating a lot of people. And that's what I think this demonstration had a lot of that as well. Because... You were va- you're vaccinated. You sure. went to this protest. I know a lot of vaccinated people that were there. Exactly. And to say that this is an anti-vaccine protest, anti-science, or is just so yeah. disingenuous because there's so it's many pejorative. Canadians. It's like you're, you're yeah. trying to insult. The thing is, if underhandedly, you, like, if not even underhandedly, it's blatant, right? Mm. Like I misogynists, think the doesn't think like they're look, insulting though. That's okay. No, that's no, obvious. no. I mean, when Trudeau is yeah. Trudeau, like the prime minister of the country gets on national TV and says these are misogynist, racist, anti-science. Uh, that was fucked up. Who don't hold the views of Canadians. Hands down fucked up. Right? Yeah. yeah. And how um, do we tolerate them? That was another... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's like intolerant views. But mm. to be fair, you went there uh, out of kind of like a sheer curiosity. Like you didn't... It doesn't sound like you went to protest. Like you really just wanted to know what was going on and, and use your powers of documentation, sort of. I mean, look... Um, I think there's there's uh, so like just in general as a photographer, it's it's difficult to uh, know how much of a participant 
or how much of a uh, passive eye you're you're trying to be or you're supposed to be. Um, so I can tell you that, like I said, I do support this idea of of cutting back on some restrictions and not having vaccine mandates, especially when we have the numbers that we have, and especially when it's creating two classes of citizens. This is this is like really an issue. And look, I, I get it. I have I had a lot of friends who messaged me who were disappointed in me, angry in me, asking me things like, well, what do I think about the vulnerable who are essentially at risk because of these people? Mm-hmm. Right? So I understand the the concern. I just think it's inappropriately put on the people who haven't been vaccinated, okay? Because we know the vaccine is leaky, right? If it wasn't, at 90% vaccination rates, we wouldn't need all of these mandates, but we do. So we're continuing to social distance. We're closing businesses still. We're requiring people who want to go shop at Costco or Future Shop to show their vaccine passes now. And the SQ for weed and the SAQ for and, alcohol. And going to the, the Quebec liquor stores, you have to show your 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 vaccine passport. And they're going out of their way in some, uh, let's call them locations online, to change the definition of natural herd immunity, to herd immunity, to, to exclude natural immunity, and to, to kind of, like, focus in on vaccination. Mm-hmm. And it's it's... I like the word leaky when you say like it's, you know, it'll offer a protection and and it's maybe let's just let's just call it useful for the vulnerable. You know, like they they use that word, the vulnerable, the older people, the Mm -hmm. immune, immunocompromised people, all Mm -hmm. these all these kind of buzz terms. But it's it's um, it's not a perfect system. And you're taking like a like a small minority of people and blaming the entire pandemic on them in in Quebec and Canada, and it's it's really like negative, (laughs) negative. Yeah, it's really like it's it's divisive. It's very divisive, but it seems so transparent. It seems so like what the fuck are you trying to do here? But the thing is, even if you're not a conspiracy theorist, you're like this is like like I have I talk to people who are like their tune is changing like it's almost like the politicians are making are like shooting themselves in the foot i, I don't know that's, that's a good point though and that's what i think this demonstration was illustrating was just a collective um a collective like i don't know fatigue. how to fatigue fatigue just everyone is fed up and that's just a fact and i think this was a manifestation of a lot of that emotion just there's different messages in every kind of protest, but I think the common theme and that pretty much everyone can agree on was that it's enough that this mm-hmm. this this way we've been going about things is not working clearly. If we're mm-hmm. gonna have to repeat it over and over again, perhaps a shift in approach or perhaps some type of understanding that the scope of understanding of this thing needs to be wider, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. recognizing natural immunity, but also understanding that maybe the ma- the mandates are not actually gonna work in the sense that they thought it was going to work. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we hit about 90% vaccination rate. and is, then we're Is that double or triple or whatever, by the way? Like, what number is that? I think that's double that vaccinated. Really? 90% of the population over the age of 12 has both of their vaccines. Jesus. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. That's a lot yeah. of people. That's a lot of vaccines, and they just sure. ordered a bajillion more. Sure. sure. <laughs> so I mean, look, um, man, I, I you you were saying something I wanted to uh, to touch on. Uh, from that, from that rant. Yeah. Well, I was talking about just everyone was kind of collectively fatigued. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. So I think everyone, everyone is fatigued. Mm. Okay. I just think that over the past uh, year, we've just the media and the Canadian government and the Quebec government. I can't speak about the other provinces. Have slowly been shifting the blame to a certain group over time. And those who are frustrated at the pandemic but are listening to what's being said on the news have, have gone from I'm frustrated at the pandemic to I'm frustrated at these people because they are the, the reason the pandemic is still going on, mm-hmm. okay? And so, and so I just think everybody is fed up, okay? I just think that certain people... Um, are realizing that the government doesn't really know necessarily what they're doing as much as we might like or as much as would make us feel safe in terms of how to manage this. And the other thing too, uh, this is kind of a bit on the side, is the only metric for whether or not we're doing okay or not okay with COVID is cases and deaths, and that's it, related to COVID, right? What are the opportunity costs of every single one of the measures that we're taking, right? On mental health, Mm. on domestic abuse, on substance abuse, on businesses lost, Mm. on the education system. I have a friend of mine. He's a professor at Concordia. We went uh, went for lunch uh, in early December. He's telling me that 30... So discontinued in university is after you've passed the, uh, the, the drop deadline where you could actually get your money back. Uh, you have another like month or so, basically it's like halfway through the semester where you can just uh, discontinue the course. You still have to pay for your credits, and, but you just don't want to get a bad grade on your transcript, but you get a disc and that's never good. Okay. People think they're being clever by like not lowering their GPA, but if you're trying to apply somewhere else and you have a whole bunch of discs, it's not good. Okay. okay. But anyway. You hear that everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... You, usually, uh, a normal course would have something like 5% discs. A, a very difficult course might have something like 10% discs. Mm. He's looking at 30% discontinued rates for every single course, just regardless, right? 30%. 30%. So, and and these, are, you know, these are adults. Like, these are 18 and over. What's the usual average of that, like, pre-pandemic? Do, do you know? No, I have 5%. Five, five oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. for harder courses, it's about 10, 10%. Okay, so, so it's you're a big looking increase. At six times more for easier courses and um, three times more for harder courses. And the thing is, these are adults who who are still having uh, a hard time coping with, you know, the solitude, coping with not actually seeing people, Mm. the just doing everything online is just not, it's, it's not the same level of engagement. Mm. People are not learning as well. And, uh, and then you can only imagine how much harder this is for a kid, hmm. for five-year-olds, ten-year-olds. What about kids with special needs? Hmm. Right? There are there there are uh, teachers. I have friends who, you know, that's their specialty is they'll they'll have like five students with special needs, and it's like, can you 
Can you imagine trying to get uh, someone who's autistic to stay in front of their computer for an hour? Yeah. They don't want to do that. Uh, like, there's no social aspect. There's no engagement. Right, yeah. right. So, so, so we have all of this collateral damage that we're just not paying attention to. Right. There's and always it's still going on. I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It just boggles my mind. Well, that's that's why the that's why the protest happened. It's still going on. Right. Mm. It's 23 months later. It makes to, sense at the 23, beginning. You know, it's like 46 weeks to flatten the curve. Right. Mm. Like. Or, or no more. Sorry, sorry. More, more, more than that at this point. Like it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Um, but for for everyone who's listening, just the biggest quote in Montreal, Quebec, is that the initial response was two weeks to flatten the curve. I think oh, that's yes, kind exactly. of worldwide. Sorry, sorry. But two, like two weeks to flatten the curve. Exactly. But that was what our our, uh, our our guy was telling us. Yeah. Our premier Lego. He was saying two weeks to flatten the curve, and there's a lot of memes that go like forty weeks to flatten the curve, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, we're, 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 we're in we're, our third we're, year. Yeah. We're close to uh, yeah, we're close to a hundred weeks. And Sorry. look, yeah. I get it. I get it. The science changes. The virus changes. There's a lot of shit we said and didn't know at the time, and now we know. But the response hasn't shifted much, and that's exactly. Yeah, that's the. It's like sus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the these things part. evolved and changed, but our our method of attack is. Is the Co- same. It's the same or worse, I would even say. It's, well, well, this is what I don't understand. Why now are there more restrictions for entering certain sized businesses? So to go into Costco now, for instance, you need to show your vaccine pass, right? You just mentioned, what was it, air sat saturation, right? So first off, Costco is the kind of place that can afford to um, change their ventilation system. Secondly, it is huge in there. Right, so you've got a lot of ma- a, a lot of volume of air, uh, so so you don't want to like restrict people from going to places like that. If anything, and I'm not saying this is a solution, because you're targeting small businesses at that point. It's the smaller stores that are potentially going to be uh, places where you have more um, transmission. Well, like at least you'll you'll have a higher concentration of of. Um, yeah, of COVID in the air, okay? Uh, so it's, it's really just it's, just, it's just mandates in order to control people more and more. And I, I, I don't want to act cons- uh, or, or think conspiratorially. That's not the point. The point is 90% of the population is vaccinated. We're stressing the population even more. Hmm. And... Um, like you said, people are fed up. Mm. But the thing is, I think people who were supporting the convoy on the highways, on the overpasses, uh, there, there, was a, there was a sort of sister uh, protest in Edmonton. My, my friend's a sheriff there. And they went to uh, the city hall there. And uh, he was like, yeah, there are like hundreds of people present. And they were doing their own version of the protest. Mm. Um, so it wasn't just in Ottawa, but Ottawa was really big for sure. Uh, so, so I think people who supported the protest, <coughs> um, don't want to blame other people, right? It's about personal responsibility. And, and at this point it's about unfortunately blaming the government because they're the ones who are, who are putting these mandates into place. Exactly. And I think part of the narrative, especially from these big news streams, uh, CTV, CBS, whatever, and the government narrative is to keep the attention kind of off of them a little bit, and that's not even conspiracy. That's what governments do: is they For like sure. to kind of bring the focus somewhere else, 
as they do what they do and take a less heat. So when when the damage actually hits them, it's uh, it's been des- uh, it's been hit everywhere else first. You know, it's been blaming this group, this group. Oh shit, and the government too. So they don't take the full load of <laughs> sure, like a know. child shifting the blame. Sure, no responsibility. So yeah. one one thing on that which is really interesting, and and I do um, you know, invite your viewers to to look this up. Look up flu season historically for the past like ten years. Just just look up articles about ICUs being overcrowded, people being in hallways, this. people being in yeah. tents. Uh, this was like a New York Times um, article from 2011. They're treating patients in tents. Like th- so look, clearly there's a problem with the medical system or at least the management of our healthcare. Mm. So yes, it's not it's it's really about diverting blame. Mm. And so I don't think the reason why ICUs are full right now are because of the unvaccinated. I think it's because it's decades of mismanaged healthcare, Under, uh, Underfunded. Un- underfunded. You know, like, again, we're in Quebec. We have the highest tax rates in the country, and we have the worst uh, wait times in the country. What's that all about? Clinics right? shutting down, people going private. It's it's multifactorial. It's so complicated. I almost feel like just not talking about it sometimes. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's it's overwhelming to think, you know, someone like both sides, like someone will say, oh, well, like, look at all the people still getting sick in Israel and they have like a 99 percent vaccination rate. And it's like, well, if they're all vaccinated, only vaccinated people are going to get That's sick. True. So that's like the statistics lie a little bit. But, but then the, like but you're saying, the 10 year thing, you know, like. The, the hospitals sure. have been overwhelmed forever mm-hmm. and it's just like people people die like people are so afraid it's like oh my god there's a new virus we're all gonna die we're all gonna die and it's like you're gonna die man mm-hmm. like i don't want to get philosophical but it's like you know like you guys are avoiding even saying the word conspiracy theory or, or being a conspiratorial or being a conspiracy theorist and it's like at some point whether it's covering incompetence whether it's the conservatives looking like they support us because mm-hmm. they're they're mm-hmm. just trying to make like win next election like Absolutely. people conspire mm-hmm. it's a human thing mm-hmm. Th- especially corporations who have a bajillion dollars to their name they can have like think tanks literally rooms of people to be like how do we look better how do we win mm-hmm. how do we come out on top mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there are marketers there are accountants and economists and psychologists and like it's their job to manipulate I us. I know. This is not this is conspiracy. This is it's a word that has a meaning like we talked about before. It's sure. been co-opted. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a whole other topic but like mm-hmm. and point made. And just like as a small aside, I was speaking to someone who who uh, owns a um like a marketing agency just uh yesterday and he's having a hard th- he's almost having like a like a crisis of meaning. Because he understands that advertising and marketing is a way of, at best, showing only the positive aspects of a product, and at worst, manipulating people to buying something that they don't necessarily need. He is, you know, actually wondering if he wants to, like, pivot his business because he sees how bad things are getting in 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 like on tv in the media and he's like even though i don't do that specifically i still work in that field Mm. and as a photographer i've done a couple of you know product shoots and commercial work and it's very manicured 
right? Like you're you're making sure uh, that everything. I mean, in a sense, you're 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 trying to make something look better than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll work on something, uh, you know, a still life, and I'll take a photo of it, and and I'm like, this photo is better than the real thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because because you can you can over accentuate certain features. You can make well, it look a certain yeah. way. I think anyone on Tinder can agree with you. <laughs> sure. The yeah. Filters sure. now are sure, crazy. Sure. But that's, dude. sure. Yeah. That's that's a big thing. Is mm-hmm. that these advertising methods mm-hmm. are in a sense all manipulation. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you said, at mm-hmm. best yeah. shows the best of the product, and at worst it manipulates you into wanting the product. Sure. There's a thick, uh, murky line yeah, where. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, like I like humans. It's human nature that, like, we like. I see the value of any business wanting to put their best foot forward, a business or product or whatever, and that and that can easily shift into lying. Like, we don't have to mince words. So that's it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I get and it's funny because you were talking about how you know there's this there's this kind of like uh, clear observer effect as a photographer that you're you're present and you ev- like you might just point your camera in a different direction because of who you are and that will affect the, the everything story. the story Absolutely. exactly so so, it's, so it's intense just to 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 riff off that Please. you know there's kind of like um there, there there's kind of uh two let's just say two major schools of thought in photography you've got photographers who want to take raw photos and not edit them at all and then you have other photographers who want to edit them in order to make the photo look as as good as it can be within the confines of reality. Okay. Uh, I, I I appreciate both sides of it, but what's really funny is the first um, the first instance of editing is when do you choose to take the photo and how do you choose to frame it? Like you said, what are you taking a photo of? That's editing right there. You only have so much space that you can capture at one time with one frame. That's it. That's the reality of things. So as soon as you took a picture, you're editing. Hmm. And you're trying to tell a story. And if you're trying to tell a story, you're editing. Interesting. So that's, that's something that we have to keep in mind. I took photos of... All kinds of different things. I took photos of things that were offensive. I took photos of things that, you know, um, promoted nothing but love and peace. I took photos of children. I took photos of drunk protesters. Mm. Um, but but the vast majority of people were just happy to be out and about. So that's actually the the feeling. And so that's why a lot of the photos that I have, you see a lot of elation in some of the photos like a lot of i took a lot of portraits so i asked people hey can i take a photo of you and they're looking at the camera but some of the photos are just like snapshots and the kinds of smiles on people's faces Mm. are just it's something i haven't seen in a long time because we've been in lockdown Mm. but anyway to, to to your point as the photographer you cannot actually be as objective as you'd like to be that's just a fact um and um and yeah i also do street photography on the side and one of the things i wish right one of the things i wish is that if i could just disappear if i could just disappear then i know i'm not affecting the scene 
Okay, because I'll take a photo and someone notices that I'm taking a photo and it immediately introduces something that changes the scene. And that's not the, the photo I wanted. I wanted the photo that was sort of untarnished. Before you got there. Almost Before I got there, yeah. right? So it's like, I wish I could just be invisible. I wish I could just float around and then capture the reality of the world. Yeah. Oakley has those camera that's creepy, glasses man. now. Yeah. Which I, I, I think it's Ray-Band with Facebook, it? right? Okay. I, I, the I glasses take photos? Yeah, there's a it's camera on the side. It's fucking sketch, but now that you're talking, I feel like it's like the perfect tool for you to get uh, candid I'm, photos. I'm, 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 I'm not uh, doing that because also I think people are <laughs> good are, for you, uh, man. People are going to be aware, and like if you keep doing this everywhere That's, you go, yeah, or you have like you a, you have like a pocket button, you might get jumped. If it's just like I don't know, you might think you're like a. Uh, some like a psyop, but there's yeah. it's kind of like catching Pokemon, you know. Like you might fuck up, you know. Like you have to get out there and kind of time it, and mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, I I like that you 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 do it with like a kind of honesty where you're just doing what you enjoy and and recognizing that you have an inherent bias, you know. Like I think oh, Abby sure. Martin said it also. Like there's no such thing as objective journalism. Like you're a human. Mm-hmm. There's no there aren't robots going out there even, and they would be programmed by humans also. Like sure. there's never gonna be. Like uh, objectivity is kind of a pipe dream in general. If sure. you want to get, if you want to break it down, you know. So, but I guess I. It sounds like you were trying to say, even though that there was just like a like a vibe at mm. the exactly. at the convoy and mm-hmm. everything. Like there's there's, you know, like I I'd love your opinion on why or even how people are getting this other side. Uh, like so pushed down their throats or or i mean maybe they're going for it of of like it's nazis they organized it there's like reddit posts and 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 like you said like opinion pieces and some people some of it might be accurate i i looked into a little bit of it but like mm-hmm. you know some people are i mean nazis is a strong word but like white supremacists you know like this is not a funny thing you know like these well, people want people out of our country they mm-hmm. they want to kill them they want they hate them right or something in between yeah. maybe something lesser but still very fucked up yeah well i mean look there were people uh, i didn't see it because i think it happened later or the following day um but there were people with uh nazi flags like the swastika um there were also confederate flags which again i don't like I, I understand the history there and not why, as bad as a Nazi why <laughs> it's not it's not it's not at all, <laughs> but it is offensive. Um, so okay, that did happen, but it's it's a when blip. You, it sounds like yeah. again. Look, I don't know how many people were there. Okay, let's lowball it. Honestly, if there were ten thousand people there, and you have point one percent of people that have extreme views. Right, with a sample population that big, you get a big number. Mm-hmm. Right, you'll get ten people. Like that's a band. That's 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 a group that can carry a couple flags and desecrate uh, a war memorial. Like and ten people's nice a photos. little. Ten people's a gang. Yeah, but if there's ten thousand people, um, and and all of the rest of them were mostly peaceful, right? You know, the CNN thing, you know, fiery, but mostly peaceful. Like, yeah. why is it that if it's one story that we agree with, that's what we say. Mm. But if it's another story, you prime the population three, four, five days in advance saying it's going to be violent. Turns out it wasn't really that violent, but there were some people who, um, you know, put uh, put things on the Terry Fox statue uh, but then people cleaned it up, like yep. 
there are people who literally just there's like took it that. down yeah. and they cleaned it up in this footage. People uh, like pissed on the war memorial. Um, there were people who went into soup kitchens and were demanding food. Um, but again, it's like there's ten thousand people. This is this is. Gonna there, be some assholes. there are going to be extreme types in any sample population that large. Exactly. I don't. Like, I never understand this. This like uh, this dislike of people of like the there's some bad apples conversation when it comes to like systemic violence or racism or people in power like police. I understand that being a problem, but when you have a public protest, yes, it applies. You can't just not enjoy the term and and shut me down. There's just going to be a percentage of assholes. And I, a friend of mine actually messaged me, and she had a good point. They should be addressed and like taken the fuck out, like sure. you, like you, like surrounded and like sure. pushed out uh, sure. in, in whatever, hopefully as peaceful as possible but the thing way. Is the, there, there were a lot of police officers around, right? And so I don't know how that ended. Maybe that's how it ended. Well, that there were police no, officers. Um, I, I don't mean to speak over you, but I saw an article. I was really proud of like. Uh, whoever journalized this, whoever yeah. reported this, but there, apparently there was no arrests at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, there were no arrests. But but this is the thing: is you know we're we're again we're we're saying that the the protest itself, like the crowd, should have taken care of that group of people, maybe. But there were police officers there who could have also stopped it. Uh, and again, I just I I don't know what the timeline of that was, but there mm. were police there, and so. Why, why did, like, why do we expect civilians to be vigilantes when we think it's okay, mm. even though there were police present? So, again, I, I just, those details I don't know because I didn't see it and I wasn't there when it happened. But I don't, yeah. I don't see why we should expect the crowd to do something. I really feel it's, it's insincere. And that's what frustrates. Look, I'm obviously I have a huge bias. I'm on one side, so my voice gets kind of lost in that viewpoint, uh, in that opposition, that clear expected opposition. But a lot of people, just friends on Facebook, on social media, and things like that, they obviously are more like pro COVID mandates and just we want to go back to normal. Just get the vaccine, do your duty, kind of line. I, I would disagree with one part of what you just said, that we want to get back to normal because there are a lot of people who don't. Well, they these people do. Okay, That's what I enough. mean. Is okay. like they're fair, they fair see enough. the convoy as as like opposing that. So if there's some uh, fly in the ointment, dude, they're gonna fucking sing it on the mountaintops. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, like I know I I just I want to give it space because I know I do this too. But like, take a step back, bro. You're 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 zooming in on on like the assholes, mm -hmm. and on top of that, you're 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 not there. It's like those people who hate it on Joe Rogan and they don't listen to Joe Rogan. You know, sure. like go listen to the podcast. If you have like an issue, you know, like go listen to his like apology video. Like, like inform yourself. Don't just jump on the hate and and be like they're wrong. They're not doing what what I think is right. Like, maybe you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Just fucking take a breath. Like the art of the pause, man. <laughs> like well, take well, a fucking knee. Well, the thing is, like maybe you're wrong, wrong, but in the sense of you're 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 misinformed. I think that's the worst thing is, like you said, some of these people are not uh, present or don't listen to the things that they criticize. So just listen to it first and then make up your own mind. Go to the protest first and then make up your own mind. That's, like I said, one of the reasons why I wanted to go. Um, 
man, it was, there were so many signs just saying nothing but peace. There was a girl who went up on stage. Again, it was really cool. There's a stage. And at first it was a lot of the organizers or maybe some, uh, you know, celebrities that were around, like minor celebrities that were around. It's Canada, guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, um, uh, but then for like a couple hours, it was anybody who wanted to go up. Anybody who wanted to go up. Open mic. Open mic. That could be dangerous. Yeah, it can be dangerous. <laughs> and this scary. is the thing that I found was amazing. I didn't hear any person say anything racist, misogynistic, when he had or they had the, the mic, the floor, and the crowd, right? Mm. It was really impressive. Like, I'm on stage taking photos of these. Yeah, I, I climbed on stage, and I was like, I want to get close, <laughs> right? Um, and, like, no one said anything crazy or extreme. Okay, the most extreme thing was things like these vaccines haven't been fully tested. Hmm. Okay, but, you know, this one girl, she gets up and says, guys, we need to remain peaceful because if we remain peaceful, then they have nothing on us. They want us to become violent. They want us to riot. We have to show them that we are a peaceful protest. Everyone goes crazy when she says that. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you. The time I was there, right? I, wh- I, it's still going on. I'm not there now, but you know, when there were the most people, um, it was it was amazing. I'm not a patriotic person, but I felt really patriotic because I realized being it's intoxicating, there. Intoxicating, man. I, well, this is are crazy. This is the thing. I realized being there that all of these people who are so angry at the government aren't only angry at the government because you know, their rights and freedoms are being infringed upon. It's because Canada as a whole is being tarnished and it's because of the government, Mm. right? These people were pro-Canada, anti-government, anti-current government in power, anti-mandate. And I was like, holy crap, like these people are here because the image of Canada, what Canada actually stands for is being tarnished and what, what this current government is doing is really trying to point the finger and, and be as divisive as possible. And this is, this is why there are so many vaccinated people who were there who are against the mandates. Mm. They're against this overreach. They're against this nanny state. They're against all of these. Yeah, it's just, uh, I want to say something earlier about, um, ah, I'll, uh, I'll 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 see if I remember it uh, in a little bit. But I think it's important to draw that line, and you've been doing it a few times. But being anti-mandate, pro-vaccine, they're not they're not one unit. You know, it's not pro-vaccine, pro-mandate, and it could be the opposite as well. The mandate is its own separate monster, and look, you can justify it in 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 a crazier situation with a more lethal virus, I think most of us would be on board with some type of mandate if people were dropping like flies everywhere. But we have data, we have time coming through, and we see the reality. And these mandates just don't hold up. And now it's become something more than about COVID. It's become something as a form of not, I wouldn't say control, but obedience. There's some form that the government is gaining power from. And any type of power structure, if you give it that that edge, it's not going to give it back to you. It's going to keep taking. And I think at some point we have to realize if we continue down this path of just following the mandates, following the orders, these are things that we once took for granted will not be ours anymore. And I think that's a big message of this whole protest as well, is that you have people who are vaccinated, triple vaxxed, double vaxxed, but they see a direction that this monster can go. 
if we don't contain it, if we don't stop it, if we don't cut it at its source, it can get quite dangerous how how far this thing will evolve, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, like on on that point, you know, um, um, it was reported... Those pops, bro. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> there, there were reports. Oh, there were reports that um, uh, the Canadian government was was tracking um, civilian data with absolutely no consent, uh, tracking their their movement through throughout the pandemic. Mm. Uh, the rationale was they wanted to see um, the difference between more uh, strict mandates. Uh, mobility mandates, like you, you know, who's going cross province? Because at some point, the the provincial borders were even closed. Like this closed. Yeah. You well, could go true. Through. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but it depends where, right? Like I, w- I I had gone to to Gatineau and then into Ottawa a few times, and uh, you know sometimes there were police at the various bridges between Gatineau and and Ottawa, and they wouldn't let you through unless you had a reason to go through, but. Mm. Anyways, couldn't really stop you, but they were there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the point is, um, those kinds of things uh, happened, uh, and and we didn't even know about it. And if you, like, if you see those kinds of things happening when we don't know about it, after we've essentially consented to more control why wouldn't they continue doing things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. The rationale is you're not supposed to leave your house. We've had curfews in Quebec. Um, last winter was really bad. We had them for like four or five months. This winter, we only had them for two weeks or something. Yeah, the first curfew was 8 p.m., I believe. Yeah, 8 p.m. for like three months, and then daylight savings came, and it's like sunny outside, and you're, not, you're still not allowed to leave the, the This was the on the home. heels of full lockdowns, too. Where people oh, yeah. were just like, stay home, don't go into stores, yeah. like mm-hmm. unless you have to. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's like curfew, literally, like yeah. a fucking prison or something. Yeah. That's crazy. And this time around, it was 10 p.m., which was very inconvenient for a lot of people as well. Sure. And sure. almost pointless because... Very pointless, but yeah. uh, please continue. Yeah. But but the point is, right, it's like, <laughs> very look, pointless. look, it's it's there's a curfew in place. It's against the law to be anywhere other than your home after curfew. And look, we saw where you were because we tracked your your location off of your phone. Mm. Oh, I see the This is making, this is yeah. the problem. That's right? a slippery fucking slope for sure. Yeah. But but it's not even slippery because they did it. They <laughs> actually did it. Like I'll send you guys the article. Yeah. Uh where yeah, oh, yeah, and, me too, yeah. And it's just like you didn't you, you didn't even tell us about it. You, you know, it just it just happened. Mm. Anyway. It's funny how we sound like we're talking about COVID when we talk about the government. You know, we're worried about thi- that things could get worse. And we want to take precautions now that can be inconvenient for, for m- most of the country. But thing, if they get as bad as they could, it's horrible for everybody. And I think that the only there's not there's not a saliable difference there other than like worrying about, you know, the, the logistics of, of the medical system and, and death. Whereas this is like a like a spiritual death. This is like a problem with your sanity, your children's liberties, your and what they consider normal, which is scary when, you know, we were talking about like kind of formative years. And that, I mean, if you could argue formative years are up until 25 or something like that, you know, obviously that, that one to four or five year old is like, I, I feel horrible for those children mm-hmm. that went through this. I can't imagine the, the destruction that's mm-hmm. 
that's going to be so like insidious and under like like subtle mm -hmm. but just just it's going to mm. puss out at some point mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. like yeah man it, we're talking about we're talking we we have the same desires you know i always quote bill burry says we're all just trying to get a sandwich you know like we we just want to feel like there's like safety and 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 like a chance at prosperity or thriving like not just surviving and i feel like we could be spoiled maybe and i want to check that i want to be sure about if that's the case or not but like we're not thriving a lot of us are just surviving we don't we don't and this was before the pandemic mm -hmm. so then this comes and it's like mm -hmm. fuck your problems there's a greater good conversation now and there's so much fuckery mm. coming straight out of the government mm -hmm. straight out of the horse's mouth man and that's mm -hmm. like Like mm -hmm. it's just it's like a perfect storm, man. Mm -hmm. It's like a big mm -hmm. um, problem. <laughs> one one thing related to that, right, is uh, you know I saw some of the you know snippets coming out that a lot of the uh, you know liberal MPs are saying, uh, and the mayor of Ottawa is saying, like, okay, you know, you've had your protests, we've had enough. You need to go home because you're disrupting the economy. So now they're using the economy as the reason that they need to leave. Right. Yeah. Like, Sounds familiar. <laughs> but but this is the thing that that is unfair. Okay, you have an entire class of people who have been virtually undisrupted by the pandemic. Right. The laptop class of 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 people who they're allowed not sorry not allowed they're able to work from home because mm. of the nature of their work. Um. There are other people who just don't have that opportunity. They, they just don't have that kind of work. They need to see people. They need to go places, right? Last year, Trudeau was saying, thank a trucker. And this year, he's condemning uh, people, f truckers, for voicing their opinions on these mandates. So we've... The pandemic has been hardest for people who are lower on the socioeconomic rung, okay? And people who are truckers, they don't make a great living. It's a very hard job. Crazy and hours. It's crazy hours. They have to pay for their own rig, and these rigs are basically mortgages. Um, and so it's, it's, it's odd that, that, that people who are more liberal-minded, more progressive have no problem stepping on people who are lower on the socioeconomic rung when, at least historically, these were the kinds of groups and parties that were for the people. These were the kinds of groups that were always trying to bring up the, the lowest of the low. And here we're being told that we should be stepping on them. Mm. That they're a fringe racist minority. You know, isn't just like an endless cycle, though, if you zoom out, like the liberal, like, let's say the conservatives come into power and they have some kind of semi conservative seeming, you know, promises. Half of them might actually come into some kind of fruition. They all get tainted by this inevitable kind of corrupt system, which I, I won't I'm not even smart enough to go into detail, but it's, it seems ubiquitous. It seems like let's call it uh, nonpartisan. Sure. And then the liberal saviors come in and promise, you know, a retort essentially and a return to something, to better values. 
It sounds familiar, right? And then they come in with this, you know, semi or pseudo liberal mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Then that takes over. Sure. And then that fails because of this, again, kind of bipartisan corruption. And then we just start over. Mm-hmm. And we always feel like we need to rebalance. And we are, it's like we're, we're, it's like we're playing a fake little game of like tic-tac-toe and there's this like chess game happening underneath, but it's mm-hmm. one closed system and we're just getting slowly fucked mm-hmm. constantly, every mm-hmm. cycle, every time we go around the circle. Mm-hmm. And I don't, again, a lot of this doesn't need to be conspiratorial. There's just these large systems in place. People with power do things to gain more power, to be or richer, keep, or, or to keep power, yeah, power, and to turn things into their favor, to affect the government, to affect law, and it trickles down into the every man's life in ways that are maybe not even planned. But it's just I'm gonna fuck up the system, the environment, the the economy, so that it just bends in my favor, and you know, around we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's the whole like you know the, the the pendulum ends up swinging the other way and all that. So yeah, it, there is this interesting ebb and flow. I don't necessarily know if that is a problem. Um, I, I, I think th- it is, but I don't think there's a solution. Well, no, <laughs> so sorry. maybe it's not a problem. No, no, no. Sorry, let me be more specific. I don't think it's a problem that you have um, sort of a a shift in in one one. Um, more conservative viewpoint being in power and then a more liberal uh, viewpoint being in power. I actually think that's pretty healthy because the the important thing, I think, is to have um, over a long enough time span both character types, both ideology types, both idea types to be represented because each of them bring different positive aspects to society, right? So... If you want to sort of generalize uh, what being a progressive or liberal is, it's the idea of being compassionate, right? It's the idea of trying to spread more wealth to more people. It's the idea of being more inclusive. It's the idea of thinking about new ways of looking at problem uh, at, at, at issues that may have been problems before and uh, trying to put a positive spin on them. That's kind of something that char- things that characterize the progressive view type. The conservative view type is sort of more industrious. The conservative view type understands why there's value in tradition. Um, the, 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 conservative view type has its own set of positive attributes. And so it's important to, to have this dance between the two sides constantly. Mm. At, at some points in time, you need a more conservative viewpoint uh, when things need to get a little bit um, tighter, let's say, economically. At other points of prosperity, maybe you can be a little bit more frivolous and sort of be more creative and exploratory in, in the kinds of programs that you start up. So that, I don't think, is a problem, right? They do seem to cause each other, the way you're describing it. So there is this ebb and flow. There is that cycle, yeah. Mm-hmm. You almost exactly. need like a, more parties or more ways of looking at things. I mean, uh, I don't know if more parties is going to help. Like I don't know. I, I mean, it's a Canadian pipe dream politics anyway. Has it's funny you know. that you, because you talk about it in a very social sense, whereas sure. I picture them, or uh, I would almost say I remember them as being very much about how we deal with money. 
Sure. Because that's kind of the job of the money is like the tax man, not in a bad way per se. Sure. No one likes taxes, but like it'd be nice for them to go where we want and, and yeah. they're, they're kind of not going anywhere because they're kind of stuck between two ideologies sometimes, or maybe there's corruption as well. There's always obviously corruption as mm-hmm. well. No one will argue that anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like there, I, I, I would describe it as like money, like literally like spreading out the wealth. If you're more liberal and, and evening the playing field and it trickles down into all those social aspects, as you mentioned, and then conservative is, is more like a winner take all. And, yeah, or, uh, or or at least um, personal responsibility versus a colder logic, if you will, like less uh, less inclusivity, more like well, I I'll don't give know. you the chance, yeah, and you got to do the rest. I just don't know if the word is less inclusive. Um, I think the word is more um, personal responsibility versus um, it's more individualist. It more individualist, yeah. yeah. There's so clearly a middle ground there. I feel like there there's there's just I don't know. I don't but have the but that's the dance. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's exactly. what you've been talking about. Sure. I think they they serve each other because we go far into one side, and then there's a recoil effect or a elastic band effect, and then mm-hmm. we go into the other side. But I think we're going very far into one direction, mm-hmm. um, not the band. The, the band, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but I think the the pendulum back is going to be very interesting. And yeah, I'm noticing some of the conservative party members. Pierre, I forgot his last name, Poilievre. Poilievre. I know he, I think he's one of the only politicians that was attending these rallies, uh, these demonstrations. Max Bernier, uh, the leader of the PPC, was there as well. But he's a little bit like, he has some excellent views on the the COVID situation, but I'm not too sure about a lot of his other policies. Sure. But but these two guys were there, Mm -hmm. and I think there's something, they're recognizing that there is quite a bit of demand and out and calling to that side mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think they're going to play a role in some type of way back sure to yeah. the middle ground you know like and and one like so i really do like a lot of the kinds of and and again it's it's they're sound bites right you, you see um clips of uh pierre poilievre in parliament sort of he has a really good one. It's like, what is money? He talks about it for 10 minutes. Mm. You know, it sounded like the kinds of things you'll hear uh, bit, Bitcoinists, yeah. you know, people in crypto talk about, you know, like, um, uh, I really like listening to those things. But the the thing I'm always keeping in the back of my mind is that he is a politician and uh, these people want to get elected, stay elected. Um, so as much as, uh, I agree with a lot of the stuff he's saying, I just have to be, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want to be naive. I'm with you on that. And uh, I'm losing, like, I used to big, be a big fan of Pierre and now I'm kind of, it's, he's kind of, although he's going in that direction, it's chiseling away at my trust towards him. Sure. Because anytime there's like a radical shift in a perspective from a politician, I start to get weary that there's a. They want to get reelected. They want to win. That's mm-hmm. the game, right? Mm-hmm. They're playing a game in the end. Yeah. And they're playing on high levels of emotions from, mm-hmm. from people. So. Yeah. And so, sorry, I don't actually, I haven't been following him that long. Mm. It's really just a couple clips here and there, like particularly during the pandemic. Mm. Uh, and so I don't know how much his views may have changed or not in the past, 
but he seems pretty consistent for the past few years. But like, regardless of that, it's just he still is a politician who is theatrical in many ways. Uh, I love his spiels. They're great. They're yeah. poignant. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't hold punches. But he, yeah, yeah, like, in, in <laughs> anyways, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but he is a politician. Right. You, you've 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 got clips of Trudeau in the past saying that, you know, this what this country stands for is freedom and and and, and the right to do whatever you want with your body. And this is from like five, ten years ago. And then now he's Whoops, mandating yeah. these vaccines and saying that if you don't take this vaccine, that you're anti-science and that you don't have a right to cross the border and travel like but you can look at things even more recent where he, like. Trudeau said at the beginning of the pandemic that there will not be any passports, that that's just not what Canadians will do. And then fast forward six months. They systematically. And, but this is what is creating that sentiment that you went to. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing. It is this feeling that of betrayal, of being decept- uh, deceived, mm-hmm. and so many things that are creating this kind of vibe that you went to uh, Mm -hmm. although there is very specific messages from different people the overall sentiment is very similar that people are just fed up and and annoyed by not necessarily getting what they paid for if you think about it like that yeah yeah, sure sure sure. we were told one thing and it went in such a fucking different direction but there was never an apology or an or a kind of um, an acknowledgement acknowledgement that they weren't sure or even just a redirection an honest redirection or an explanation. So many people are left without explanation. If you own a, a gym or a studio, a yoga studio, whatever you want to call it, I know a yoga studio personally that they follow the rules. They shut down. They actually went out of business because of the previous lockdown. Had the chance to reopen. Did all the rules. F- checked the vaccine passports. Did it all. Re-shut down again. And it's like, what do you do with these kind of people? Like, mm-hmm. this is their livelihood on mm-hmm. the line here. Mm-hmm. They took a risk to start a business. They employed mm-hmm. tens of 15, 20, 30 people, and they're just going back in the same steps. So who's speaking for these people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much no one. Mm-hmm. So this that's obviously a subcategory of who was probably at these kind of uh, protests. But mm-hmm. this is the public sentiment. People mm-hmm. don't feel like they got what they paid for. They mm-hmm. really do yeah. feel deceived. That's what's going to radicalize people. I don't want to use that word lightly. I'm and sorry. And it's a scary word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's what's going to let's say activate people mm-hmm. to be like, what the fuck is going on? And like you're you're doing everything you're supposed and to. And as a leader, to double down on what you've been saying mm-hmm. and this narrative that you're pushing is going to create a very scary reality because you're literally isolating a group, small or large, doesn't matter. You're saying that the this, this, and this, mm-hmm. which they are not. Maybe some are, but that's the like the one out of the 50,000 or one out of the 10,000 or the 10 out of the 10,000 mm-hmm. majority aren't that in that group. And now you're calling them X, Y, and Z. You're going to create something very dangerous. Yeah. And that's my fear is that division. And I think what the trucker convoy demonstration really was, was about unity. Exactly. About bringing people together. And that's what you felt when you were there. Absolutely. That's what my friends felt when they were there. And allowing people to speak as well yeah right anybody could go up and speak uh it's also like i i uh, i felt like there was this cathartic scream of everyone there just being like i'm outside Hmm. i'm around people uh there were little dance parties starting up where people had like speakers and people are just like dancing outside that's cool 
a couple people. Okay, so there, there, there were a few people just having beers and stuff. There are some people who were getting belligerently drunk, right? That's just what happens at 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 big events. Um, so you had people. It was it was just like, it was, it was primal. You got to go back outside. Mm. You got to see people. You got to talk to strangers. We don't cherry on top is they they didn't get to they did they did it despite the mandates. They're like we're gonna fucking take this mm-hmm. so it's like I that even extra saw footage flavor you that know? the everyone just went into like a shopping mall and this mall had like maybe mm-hmm. five to ten thousand people like it, it was packed mm-hmm. and people were just eating at these restaurants that opened up for them sure and it was just like this is and and they're not wearing masks yeah they were wearing masks they were just doing their thing and everyone was high-fiving hand, hugging and going back to basic human things you know an actual sense of community yes yeah and that's we need to start restoring that we have to remember that. That's mm. the thing is I was watching these the, the, this like dance circle start and it's like I had forgotten that I had forgotten what wow. this is like. You know what I mean? So imagine you having that reference wow. point and a child growing up today, let's say first year of elementary grade one, mm-hmm. and they're just in this isolated state with no reference point of what the kind of past we had. Not knowing what they're missing. What it's supposed to be like. Yeah. And, you know, we so know... that is scary. We know kids are are more anxious now because of things like social media. Add to that the fact that, you know, you have them in a mask, you have them uh, isolated at home for a couple of years at a time, and then you're like, okay, it's done, boom, going to school, and it's just like, we don't think that's going to be a problem. It was already you know, hard for kids our, in our generation. Absolutely. You know, going yeah. into a social gathering like that. Yeah. Last summer when, you know, we were allowed to gather outside, um, I remember a couple of times just feeling, feeling yeah. like, okay, well, I could just stay home. It's what I'm comfortable with. It's mm-hmm. what I'm used to. Do I really have to go see these people for a picnic? And then I snapped. I was like, that you this will is not regret it. You need to do it. Oh, man. And you will it regret great. it if you stay home. Uh, of yeah. co- uh, that's the thing. You won't regret it if you stay home. Oh. You won't regret it. You just don't even realize what you're missing. You won't Status regret quote, it. Yeah. You're just it, like, well, this is fine. That's Brave New World 1984 level of like, sure. this is just how we do things now. And yeah. that scares the living shit out of me, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, I think people, like, because of radicalization, because of things going on in other parts of the world, because of history in general, we're not allowed to compare things to the Holocaust. All these kind of vibes i don't know i don't have a better word people seem like afraid of community almost you know and there's there's this let's say micro to that macro which is just socializing which can Mm -hmm. be uncomfortable but it's like in yoga they call it satsang it's like it's like friction Mm -hmm. you know you go and talk to people and you find out if you're fucking crazy or not yeah and then you you course correct yeah and it's like it's not about being proud that i live in a certain part of the world it's about doing things as a as a group of people with mm-hmm. the people in my proximity mm-hmm. so that I can have the power that is granted to me as a human being mm. that we can shape ourselves like into something bigger and stronger. And sure. that's all industry. Mm-hmm. That's all, that's the power of humanity. Mm-hmm. It's not the tools. It's the fact that if someone like seven people thought of a tool, 14 other people made it better. 20 other people made the language to like make you understand how to use the tool. Mm-hmm. And then a hundred other people made a process to make a hundred of the tool in an hour. And like mm-hmm. we're at where our power is many fold, but one of them is the, is the group. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're like ants in that way. And in the things that we produce sometimes unconsciously, but we're not ants, man. Mm-hmm. We're like 
spiritual monkey ants, you know? Like, I don't know what to call it. Like, we're, we're, we're something very complex and beautiful. And that, that's like a jewel in the crown of our beauty is the numbers, mm-hmm. is, this, is the, the community, the, I don't know what to call it, you know? But the collective. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's imperative. It's yeah. important. All the huge jumps in our technology have been communication-based. It's always been about fire and food and longevity, and it's all about getting messages out. It's all about the printing press, the telephone, the internet. It's always been like, how do we think together? How yeah. do we like put how, our brains together? How do we have brain sex so that brain we, sex. we have better ideas that come? It's going out. in the title. <laughs> brain <Yeah>. sex. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's yeah. perfect. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck. What have I done? <laughs> shit. No, it's supposed to be trucker convoy yeah. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> brain sex. Brain sex. But yeah, that's it. Oh. And uh, I think what you're seeing is <laughs> us going against our evolution in a sense. In the Absolutely. Way, in the way we're responding. Yeah. And this will have big effects. Long-term effects already are going to be there, but we can kind of nip it. And it'll be nice to kind of get that ball rolling a little bit more. I think the, the convoy is still going on. I think it's a great display of the human spirit mm-hmm. and what people are really trying to say. Like you hear on the news... The Canadians want this and this and this, and then you see outside it's a different story. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to start looking more into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. That's we're different. we're all tuned in to the news, and they're telling us what Canadians want. If you're Canadian, you're also going to want that. You're going to stay home. You're going to watch the news, and this is what you want. You go out. You see people on overpasses throughout the country. You see tens of thousands of people saying, "This is not what we want." We want health and safety, but we also want freedom, Mm. right? We'll get the vaccine, but we don't want these mandates. You know, if it was all about health and safety, there would be a lot more emphasis put. Again, this is this is sort of the, um, you know, personal responsibility, the the accountability. If it was all about health, then we would be talking about exercising more. We would be talking about how to boost your immune system. Mm -hmm. We would be talking about the different vitamins like vitamin D, zinc, all these things that can actually help your immune system that can also help flatten the curve, right? Absolutely. The curve, like, like the, there's this idea of flattening the curve that, that, that concept is really, we do not want spikes in numbers in hospitals. So what do we do is that we just, isolate for some time, maybe we mask, we have the vaccine, we're just slowing down people going to hospitals. But that's another, that's another tool, right? That's another strategy that we can have like in combination with what has been going on, but that wasn't being talked about, right? Um, it, only, only a couple of months ago did we find out that 75% of deaths were people that had four or more comorbidities, right? Look, it's okay to say that it's not good to be a certain weight if you're a certain height. It's okay to say that, you know, if you have heart disease, there are ways that you can actually improve your odds and, and like, you can do that, right? Um <laughs> The government can help too in ways that are so simple, uh, like that my not my closing gyms. That's well, a big one. I was good. I was probably going to name that. <laughs> well, look, I had a whole approach 
And who am I? I'm just a fucking podcaster, massage therapist. But I had a great approach that, honestly, I would have been elected on if I were to present it, if I was in that field. But surprisingly, that they didn't even think of something so simple is you have a public health crisis. You have a pandemic. What do you need to do? You need to hit it with all fronts, not just the vaccine, not just the lockdowns, but subsidize healthy vegetables, you know, make some good um, deals with farmers. You just subsidize it at the grocery stores. That would be one avenue. You have a government network on television, all these newscasts explaining daily. You can go in and choose anytime. There's they're just reminding you on commercials about healthy diets and just healthier options. That's a really good point. Like I, yeah. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, I, I, um, I don't know. thank you. I wanted permission. <laughs> I didn't want to say I don't mean to cut you off and then cut you off anyway. <laughs> but um, like a a leader should never. This is just my opinion. I could be wrong. A leader should never incite division and fan those flames, mm -hmm. even if it's justified. Mm -hmm. It is not helping anybody, mm -hmm. and in this case, it might not be justified. Mm -hmm. And and to and to your point, which is like I like I was saying, a very simple method of of assistance would be like instead of this culture of hate and division which is being promoted by our fucking representatives, that's psychotic for me to have to, to mm -hmm. say that sentence out loud. They could be promoting a culture of health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, if you're fat and people shame you, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Love yourself. Understand the psychology or the biology as to why you're fat. But you will die sooner, probabilistically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so get thin, especially now because we're in a fucking pandemic. But we're also fanning the flames of these other problems of depression and uh, like a uh, drug and, and, and domestic abuse, like you're saying. I had a, a friend of a friend, like a, a, it doesn't matter who, but like a, a, like a, let's call it a service. This person dropped off, a, delivered to my house, to my door, a box of fresh fruits and vegetables for $35. I have way more than I need in a week. And this guy, if I want, will come once a week. They couldn't have, like they, this guy's spending billions of dollars hmm. on on these rapid tests and these vaccines and shit you can't cut a slice of that and get like like depots where people can if they want at least go get like fr fresh fruits and vegetables i know we have stores and all this thing and but it's a pandemic hmm. we can justify all this other crazy shit fucking let them eat not cake you know like like let's <laughs> figure it out but right. so but that's it that just already I don't know why I'm like I feel like I'm angry at no, no, you. No, no, like no. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling the <laughs> anger. Preaching to the I'll, choir, like, like at, towards yeah, me. Yeah. Good, but that's it. So subsidizing vegetables and fruits and healthier options, educating it on television. You know, having these ads. So that's one aspect. Then you would have another option of having all sorts of vitamin packs available, widely available, either from door to door or from your local pharmacy, either for free or at a reduced reduced rate. If this is really about health. These things should be number one frontline attacks. And then I was even thinking of having daily fitness um, classes on like a government network where they can even hire trainers from around the province and around the country that can just join in one day. They'll do their class. The next day, a different trainer from a different province. Mm -hmm. So you have this kind of ecosystem of, of health and it's like a beacon of health from all angles. Mm -hmm. Then you have some early treatments that you can check out if they you know you can explore there's a lot of debate around that but just those attacks exercise nutrition and even the importance of vitamin d and going outside if the government was shooting out this message from day one i think we'd have a lot different curve and a lot different um 
outcome of how this pandemic has been played out. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that that's two years in and that's not even in the discussion. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a head scratcher. Yeah. So, so let me just kind of uh, touch a few of those points. Um, I think they're all really good points. I just have to start by saying that. Um, I think the government... Now he's going to crush them. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, think, I think the government definitely has to <laughs> inform people and talk about those things which they haven't been doing. I'd just like to add one more point. Sure. Is saying all these things is not saying the vaccine is not working, the vaccine is ineffective, all these things are ineffective. Sure. It yeah. is yeah. an I addition s- to sure, what sure, sure. Two years in, you're totally justified. I think people were saying this stuff at the beginning and we don't know what works mm. and stuff, but now... It's much more, let's say, let's call it reasonable to to be calling for this. Yeah, but it's just it's funny how you can you can say these things and they get interpreted as, oh, so you, you don't want the vaccine. No, I'm talking <laughs> about a multi-faceted <laughs> approach. Exactly. Well, the thing is, look, the vaccine's not going to help you with your comorbidity, <laughs> yeah, that's right? The it vaccine might also be a problem with that. I have no idea, but like... Yeah, let's not go there. You're right. But, but you know, the vaccine is going to help reduce symptoms and potentially reduce uh, the possibility of spread. But it's not going to help your lipid profile. It's not going to help with your... Psychology. Your BMI, your mental health. It's not going to help with those things. But back to what you were saying before, I think you're right. You know, having different channels, having... Um, government ads because i forget what the numbers were but the quebec government was spending some ridiculous amount of money every single month on like covid marketing right so let's market those kinds of ideas okay but then what i was going to tell you nate is like that's the entrepreneur in you don't expect the government to 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 have those plans Mm. that's a really good idea figure out a way that you can make that something that you can actually offer to people because people need it right now. Mm. And it's, this is, this is, this is the thing I think between a more progressive mindset versus a conservative mindset, the progressive might want the government to do that for people. Mm. And the conservative says, I'm going to do it for people. Mm. So I think that's a great idea. And, 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 you know, I think I think that's something that's needed. There's a lot of people who are offering, you know, online classes and 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 online fitness courses. Um, but what you're saying is, not everybody could afford it. Yeah. So it'd be nice if the government. Well, it would be could it would be subsidized by the government, and the trainers or the coaches would have an opportunity to have a huge audience, right? Sure. Like, let's say you, someone teaches yoga; they're doing every Sunday once a month on the government network. Sure. You know, and they get to do like a 10 minute yoga class. And Which is called the CBC, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling it like a, I'm not saying it's like a, an hour long routine. But I think it's like a 10 minute dumbed down version for like the average person. It could be like a, like a small, like those lengthy commercials, like those paid for programming exactly. things. And then it's like for one week, they talk about like f- good form and like cardio and mm-hmm. like or sleep. every day is better. Why than like, yeah, like these things that we're finding out on Andrew Huberman's podcast and all these amazing podcasts. But if you think about it, we are a very small group of people that are tuning in, one million out of the population of the world, let's say. And it's like, this is common knowledge for us, but for so many people, it's the first time they're hearing about and it. We still don't do it right. That's yeah. the craziest mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. But it just... It, it, it takes practice. Yeah. It takes time. I just don't see... It is incompetence. That's the way I look at it. I used to think it was more nefarious and there was 
or just some type of agenda, but it's really just incompetence stacked on incompetence and this human uh, response. It's an evolutionary response or something that we need a quick solution. I think it's just like it's that's the kind of thing we all look for when there's danger. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, the, and the liberal vibe might lend itself to that. Like you're saying, like <coughs> government should step in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think all those things are that just not helping the overall response. And it's that mm-hmm. we got to go a little bit more uncomfortable and start addressing deeper issues within ourselves mm-hmm. and harder questions that maybe, okay, this pandemic is not going to go away so simply, but we can have the best amount of ammunition to attack it for all of us, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's by doing this, this, and this, maybe not eating that McDonald's every day or every two days, maybe, okay, let's, let's go into a little bit more healthier style for whatever, you know, and these kind of things are uncomfortable. We got to have to collectively go into it more as a, Mm -hmm. as a society. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's even, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's more important now more than ever because our health is directly um, related to the survivability of the disease. But at the same time, because we've, we're all experiencing this COVID fatigue, this lockdown fatigue, because we've been isolated, because we haven't been able to go to gyms, it becomes a lot harder to have the discipline to do that, mm-hmm. to sort of not eat the comfort food when you feel like, holy crap, man, I haven't seen anybody in a month. Yeah. I have a friend who um they t- they they told me that uh yeah, they sometimes spend four four days not even opening the door and going outside yeah. for a walk. They don't have to, they have enough food, they're working from home That's and right. they don't have to they don't have to go outside. And they're okay with that. They know it's not good, but they're kind of okay with it because they feel safe. And yeah, and how many people are in that are maybe not okay with it but just don't have no other option, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe just terrified. Maybe they have high levels of anxiety. Maybe they live in a studio apartment and it's just everything's confined in there. Like there's so many cases like that where it's not even a choice for some people, you know, and that's their experience. It's, um, look, man, we got to come at this holistically. Mm-hmm. And I think, is it heading that way? I'm not too sure. I think more people are, are starting to have that question in mind. And these studies that are coming out after two years that are saying, hey, there's a lot of comorbidities. That's that's a good sign that we're we're learning more about it. But it's like, guys, we gotta we gotta educate ourselves more and faster mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have a better approach. Hey, we did a pretty long, almost two hours, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do do you still want to go uh, through some of the photos, or do it's you want to end it there? Uh, I think we we can go through a, like. Um, I, I I have thirty photos. I cut it back. I remember last time I had like a hundred photos to show you. I think it would be nice Re- I think for the the viewers. Okay. I think. Uh, do you want to voice over it and and we flip through them now? And then we could just show them like last time? Yes, exactly. We'll, we'll do, yeah. do the same thing. What I'll do is uh, we'll okay. kind of pause and then I'll sit down and then Perfect. we'll... Okay, cool. Okay, everyone. So audio people, this will be... We'll, we'll try to explain it as we go. I'll try to describe it yeah. more than last time. Yeah. yeah. But if I do invite you to just tune into the YouTube channel to see the visuals because Dan's artwork is phenomenal. Uh, his photography is phenomenal. Well, it is a form of artwork. All right. We'll be back. It's so hot in this room. Yeah, it's pretty warm. Hey. Keep that. Keep that in. That's, <laughs> and we're that's, back. That's the start. Uh, okay, so here, this uh, first photo is just from, um, I'm standing actually on the platform, like the stage where the, the speakers were, and uh, 
this is just the crowd. Like this is wow. looking down. Um, I th- oh, what's the street name again? Well, uh, Wellington. Yes. Uh, yeah, and you could see that uh, there were a lot of people. Here you've got uh, you've got a guy just yelling um, with a sign behind him that says control. Mm. Um, and this is this photo to me is like that cathartic scream where people were just like just letting it out. They've been bottled in for so long. You know, like um, a couple times people like started singing the the Canadian national anthem. Just like s- people started to chant, you know, freedom, freedom, just like um spontaneously right uh, you used the word elated before and like i'm looking at this guy's face his too face on is set. just like you know Staring what i mean the it's sun, like yeah but the <laughs> biggest kinds of smiles you know yeah again you you really get a sense of how many people were there uh, just to give you guys uh a, a, a background of what techniques i'm using right now so i was using a super wide uh, angle lens so that I could just capture a lot mm. uh, at once. And I also had uh, a flash in my hand. It, very old school style. If you remember, it was like, you know, Dick, Dick Tracy <laughs> style. You see like the, pr- the photographer holds a flash yeah. and goes, Psh, like you said. Yeah, those bulbs that explode. Kinda yeah, cool. yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I was doing. And, and that's why you get this nice flash of light because uh, otherwise it would be very dark. Yeah. Uh, and, and also you'll see with some of the portraits and the speakers, it really... Um, uh, highlights them, but again, that wide-angle look is going to give you this distortion, uh, which, which I wanted. You know, I, I usually don't shoot like this. I shoot uh, more telephoto, more like individual portrait style. But I wanted to get a sense of the, the fullness and the closeness. Nice. This is one of those spontaneous dance circles, right? <laughs> so people were just dancing and uh, and just enjoying themselves. Yeah. Um, this is like actually on Parliament grounds. I like that photo too, the sun in the background. There. Yeah, yeah. So this is something that you can't do if you don't have flash. So mm-hmm. the reason why the sun's here and he's well lit is because I have flash. Otherwise, there'd be a silhouette. He would be dark. Mm. That's true. It looks almost like um, it looks almost fake. Like it looks like he's like photoshopped in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sticking out. that's make sure you're on the mic. Oh yeah, yeah. pop up. Yeah. That's that's actually what I wanted. Almost this cartoonish feel. These these big bright bold colors. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's that's why I, I use this setup. Again, here this is the Parliament grounds. Um, it's just full of people. You know, signs saying things like "Stand up for your rights." Um, uh, freedom is our birthright. Freedom for all. Thank you. Thank you, truckers. You know, like really the overwhelming message was, like you said, togetherness, community, and freedom. <laughs> well, you know, everyone has their individual reasons why they're there. Sure, But, but sure. that vibe that you kept talking about is, is this, is this over, this sentiment of just, we want our lives back in some sense. Mm. We want what was taken from us that shouldn't be taken from us back. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's being illustrated here. So related to that, walking through the crowd and my, so I've been to a few protests in the past. My wife, this was her first one. Mm. 
she turns to me at one point. She's like, it's so funny. Every time I ask someone if I could pass, they just look at me and smile. I, every time we got bumped by someone, just even lightly, they would turn to you and say, are you okay? I'm really sorry. Are you fine? Are you good? Like everybody. And again, I think it was to go against all the hype that the media had been um, trying to build with, you know, four days of it's going to be violent. It's going to be violent. I think everybody was, you know, on their best behavior on purpose. We're very Canadian, very polite, right? <laughs> and so you have all this this positive energy. You 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 have, you know, people who like I said are, you know, happy to be outside, but they're still being polite. They're still letting you pass. Yeah. They're happy to let you go in front, you know? I did not it did not take me that long to go from the back of the crowd to on stage wow. like a concert like everyone's very aware of the danger of a crowd sure you. sure and there's a few i mean there's a photo here so right here i'm i'm i climbed up onto this uh logging truck um and it was actually pretty freaky and and i used to rock climb so it's not like i'm necessarily like the worst right. person to be climbing or afraid of heights but you know you th there's a there's a sense of chaos in the air you know, you've got like 30, 40 people stacked on top of these frozen logs that are up like 20 feet in the air. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And there is some drinking and you're mm. losing your footing and it's icy and there's no, there's no rail. And, but people were helping you up. People were asking, do you want to go down now? Do you want to come up now? Let's make space for everybody. There was chaos, but it was positive. Mm. So here there's, um, there's a girl uh, with a sign that says COVID mandates are anti-science. Um, she almost looks out of place. Like she looks so happy. Sure, <laughs> sure. And <laughs> the thing is, um, if you look at what's happening in other parts of the world, they're, they're pulling back on restrictions. Mm -hmm. While here in Canada and Quebec, we're actually doubling down on some of the restrictions. You know, this, this, vac this unvaccinated tax idea that Legault was floating around, like... That is not a good idea. Officially dead in the water, by yes, the way. Yes, yeah. yes, I saw this morning. Here you've got another woman with a sign that says, Trudeau is a dick tater. And a shirt that says, uh, F, Maple Leaf, CK, Trudeau. So fuck Trudeau. I don't know if it means fuck, though. You can't assume that. It, it could mean fact. <laughs> yeah, like a fact. Fact, Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like Trudeau. <laughs> well, <laughs> with yeah, exactly. So here it's just a black and white photo of um, these two guys, one with an American flag draped over him, another guy with sunglasses and a camera. And again, like this, this was the first shot that I took mm. turning my flash on because again, it's, it's a little bit like I've never been out in a busy crowd with a flash asking people for portraits. I, I'm really close by the way. I'm like less than three feet away from them. Oh, well, okay. That's why they look like they're, they're buildings almost towering yeah, back. Yeah. Uh, that's what you get, the distortion of the wide angle. Cool. And so this is like my first shot. I take it. I look at it. I'm like, oh, man, this, this is exactly what I saw. I, I show them that's the photo, great. and they're like, holy shit, I love it, dude. It looks yeah. cartoonish. Yeah. But then when you're, when you're a little far, it looks really weird. So this is, this is when I realized I need to get on that trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a Métis guy who, uh, who went up, and he was like, hey, look, I guess uh, we're not all a bunch of white fringe uh, racists <laughs> because there was i mean yeah the majority of people were white but that's just you know maybe a canadian thing maybe it's a canadian thing a lot of you know truckers might be white and so then they're overrepresented in, in who's there but 
he was like, look, I've, I've been, you know, speaking with my Métis friends that I'm here with. Uh, I've seen women here. It's not just men. Mm. I've seen black people, Chinese people, First Nations people. We're all here because we're all Canadian. Yes. Um, so she, again, this is like, this is with the flash that it really separates them because otherwise she'd be like that dark. Mm. Is that a horn? Yeah, so she said it's an Israeli battle horn. <laughs> so shofar. I, I, uh, the thing is, the thing is, I don't know because when I'm taking photos, I'm half listening and like my main job is to, yeah, exactly. It's badass though. (laughs) I I want it. Uh (laughs) Yeah. We could look it up after and see if that's what it is. Yeah. Did she play it? Did she like, she didn't. I I Uh, thought like at the end she was going to sort of like end with that because I was like, oh, this is going to be sick. Right. But no, she uh, didn't play it in the end. Very cool though. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I, I want to I wanna photograph some truckers, right? So again, it's, it's peace, right? This is a trucker just coming out of his, uh, his cab, p- uh, showing a peace sign, smiling. Mm. He, he was the guy That's manning. great photo. Yeah, he's the guy manning the stage. And again, like, I wouldn't be able to do this if I didn't have the flash. Yeah. Because it'd be so dark in there. It looks like a painting. I don't know painting. why, but the texture is killing me. It's amazing. Like all of this yeah, stuff, all like of this that, stuff. It just has like this... Yeah. Extra sharpness. And yeah. the background's just this window into like chaos, phenom- like the signs. And yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my brother actually told me that this is his favorite photo because you just see a man who's there. He is in support of what's going on and all he wants is his fucking job. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's, he's just a common man who wants to fucking provide for himself and Absolutely. his family. That's what he's there for. This next photo is is a guy in like um what what looks like the Monopoly Man mask. Uh, he's wearing a top hat and he has this billboard that's made out of the Monopoly money and it says the parasitic elite have a monopoly on your health. So again, there were a lot of different views that were being expressed and you know this is kind of ambiguous. Like, what does that mean, right? Is it that he's anti-vaccine or is he sort of pro other kinds of solutions? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Freedom so wasn't freedom wasn't free. Okay. So she's uh, a lot of people had costumes, whether they were obvious, uh, like the other guy in the Monopoly suit, or like mm. hers. She's wearing this sort of uh, a jailer costume, you know, black and white stripes. Um, and she was there with her her daughter and grandkids, and she was saying that this is about freedom. There were a lot of. I mean, probably grandfathers too, but a lot of grandmothers were there. One of them we'll see on stage speaking. Wow. And they're like, this is not, this isn't for us. This is for our kids and our grandkids. Like, we need to make sure that they don't live in a future where everything is mandated and controlled by the government. Mm. Again, a lot of kids were there. They were just making snow forts uh, on Parliament grounds. Doing what kids would do. Doing what kids like playing outside and stuff. That's um, awesome. On Parliament grounds. That's good memories. Yeah. Yeah. So I took this photo because the guy looks super cool. He looks like a military dude. He looks like a military dude. I, I don't know like if he necessarily pilot. is. Yeah. <laughs> With the little, so he's got these little beady sunglasses and he's got some camo and he's, he's sort of right in front of Parliament. He definitely has an intensity to him. Yeah. The cranes help. Like, the, the background's, like, larger than life, yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's awesome. And the thing is, yes, you know, like, he represents a, a, a majority of people, white, middle-aged men who work outside, whether it's logging, trucking. Uh, there are farmers. Like, there were, there were farm, uh, 
farm trucks mm-hmm. that were there too, like um, tractors and stuff. Or exactly, there are there are tractors that were actually on Parliament, uh, on the street in front of. Uh, oh. So these are two two guys who have this big sign, and it says in French, uh, "Groupe d'action contre le passeport vaccinal, résistance pacifique de l'Estrie, uh, pro choix, vacciné ou non." Uh, so that just roughly translates to, um, you know, a group that's against the uh, vaccine passports, uh, passive resistance, and there's a picture of both a fist and a piece kind of integrated, and it says pro-choice, vaccinated or not. So he was a Métis man who was there uh, talking about the fact that there's there's no clean water in a lot of... Um, a lot of the reserves, and uh, you know, he was happy to pose for me. And this is one of my favorite photos of the whole event because you see his sign. This, you know, I don't know if that's 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 the um, the flag of his tribe or not, but you know, mm. and he was there. He was proud, and he was happy to represent. And he was telling some people who were interviewing him. Oh, sorry, guys. That that's that's that woke me up. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, is is um. Again, there are a lot of serious issues going on and that his people, right, people on reserves, people who are lower, uh, lower income, they're being the worst hit right now with all of these restrictions, with uh, different kinds of um, businesses having to, to close or, or restrict their hours or restrict their capacity. Like Canada is suffering from the bottom up, right? Mm-hmm. There's this there's a saying where when the rich sneeze, uh, poor people catch n- pneumonia, right? Like, this is what's happening right now. It's you've got a huge divide in society, socioeconomically, where the poorest of the poor, who we're saying that we're trying to help, are the ones being affected the most by these mandates, by these restrictions. So this is um, this is from inside Parliament grounds. There were people climbing uh, foot? the fence. Or and a boot? Oh, yeah, yeah I didn't notice that the first Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a boot <laughs> here and a boot here because there's people climbing the <laughs> fence. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, so this is a truck that had uh, fuck Trudeau on it. But, okay. A debatable I, fuck. It's still we're not <laughs> Feek. <laughs> <laughs> um but <laughs> but but the, the 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 thing is this isn't a sticker this isn't someone who drew it this is aluminum siding that's replaced wow. on the truck you committed yeah. this is like it's this work. is serious right <laughs> and uh I, I again i'm really proud of this photo because i had uh, my wife walk away from me towards the truck hold up the flash and that's wow. why you're seeing it lit is cuz it's being that like that's the reflection of the flash like that's why there's this weird look to it is because yeah. she's actually holding flash right next to the photo itself yeah there's like a shine mm-hmm. it's it's like i mean it's a great photo in a lot of ways i don't want to nerd out but like it's amazing dude but and like the chaos of like boots sort of climbing over this fence and and uh and yeah then a, then a peace sign just to balance the whole sure equation, sure you know? sure sure exactly <laughs> yeah but this is it like the 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 protest was extremely chaotic there's there's all kinds of things going on all kinds of different views all kinds of people going around but but it was peaceful like really look no one was arrested there were no outbreaks of violence there was no looting rioting right okay yes they defamed um the um war memorial 
uh, they they put a stupid shirt on Terry Fox. The homeless food thing. The homeless food thing. Like like okay, but like those are three things when there's like over ten thousand people yeah. who are mad at the government. I call that a good turnout. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Like everybody was happy to be there, but we're all mad at the government one way or another. Like let's just keep that in mind. Maybe no booze next time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Canada. Sure. It's like yeah. Uh, yeah, so this 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 was the girl just saying like guys we have to remain peaceful because with that nonviolent um that nonviolent attitude mm. we're gonna win. We have to make sure that this remains peaceful. For sure she practices yoga. <laughs> it's just written Pro- all over her. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> So this guy, uh, he's black. He comes up here and he says, the first thing he says is, as you guys can see, I'm black. And then the crowd <laughs> starts laughing and he starts laughing. He's like, guys, this protest is not a racist protest. Race doesn't enter into this protest. Mm. This is about freedom and, and that affects everybody. That was his message, so right? where was the reporting on this story? I don't know, man. Like I don't know. You know? I don't know. Well, I mean, you need to be sensational. If there's like a like you said, like abandoned Nazis, I get it. You know, I like get it. those but are a problem. You can't focus just on focus them. on one storyline when there's ten thousand well, plus. If, just to it's be devil's advocate again, though, like apparently, like there's a swath, of, or maybe like uh, I don't know if it's the the pure initial uh, like instigation of the convoy, but um, apparently a guy organized a lot of it who has like books written and like you know like he's he's like clearly an open white supremacist yeah so if that if the money if the if the like almost five million dollars that was raised is going to him that's fucked up in a lot of ways i don't think the protest needs to be informed by who it started or why it started it's just bigger than that now Mm -hmm. but that that's still a question Mm -hmm. worth talking about Mm -hmm. and who's going to report on this you know Mm -hmm. The, the like you said the swaths of people who are just you know there for the same reason it doesn't fucking matter but where w- they come from or it does but it's not necessarily bad if they're white or bad if they're not you but know you what need I mean? to as a journalist you need to address the full story you mm-hmm. can't just mm-hmm. narrow down on the one narrative yeah good luck otherwise that. that's not journalism <laughs> I, 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 funny enough that's exactly uh, what they're trying to uh, tarnish Joe Rogan's podcast with. It's that he doesn't have enough of both sides or he doesn't, you know, interview one side one day and the following day have the other perspective right away. Yeah. Uh, but but they're they're no better. Right. Again, I think the story was written a week before the actual mm. protest began. So you're not going to want to tell the story. Look, I had people messaging me and commenting on on my post saying exactly what you said. You, 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 the, one of the organizers is a white supremacist. Another organizer is part of the PPC. And it's like, okay, is being part of the PPC in itself just an unequivocal wrong? Like, I don't know about that. It's a It's a political party. I don't necessarily know if that's... But the thing is, if as soon as you've equated a certain type of person with um, absolute uh, evil, hmm. uh, then you just have to say that part. Uh, and, and again, like to me, look, being, being part of a white supremacist group, I think that's, that's terrible. Hmm. I think you need to try to um, 
inform those kinds of people uh, with why their views are bad? Who was the guy who went on Joe Rogan? He was a jazz musician, and he um, he he ended up converting something like a hundred. I think it was closer to three hundred. Okay, yeah. white supremacists, and what did KKK he do? Members. Yeah, he spoke to them. Yeah. You know, one day someone called him crying, saying, like, you're my friend and I'm supposed to hate you. Mm. I don't know if what I've been doing for years is the right thing. But anyways, the point is, like, okay, so the guy, one of the organizers is part of the PPC. Some people think that's enough to just be, like, an illegitimate protest. Why? Like, I don't know. Like, now it's just we've, we've lowered the bar of racism so low that you can't help but trip over it. You know, this guy, this guy, this, this, this guy is part of the PPC and that's it. Like, you don't even have to say anything else. You, you just understand what that means and he's racist because the party is racist. I don't remember the exact accusation, but I think the um, uh, Bernier there, like there was maybe something he said mm -hmm. in the past mm -hmm. that just doesn't age well or, okay. is, or is possibly blatantly wrong, you know? Sure. But Sure. I don't remember the details, but it's like because he's the leader and mm -hmm. it's like people can't change or whatever, you know, like sure. these But talking about lines, if you keep lowering that that rung of uh, racism, um, eventually it becomes going to a thing like this. You're deemed a racist. Absolutely. You know, and this Be because this was deemed a racist, misogynist protest. Yeah. So she's a Quebecer. She was she was pissed off at the increasing uh, restrictions, even though things are getting better. More and more people are, are vaccinated. You've got um, a, a less uh, lethal version of COVID now. That's the predominant uh, variant, and she's just like, this has to stop. Yeah. Uh, curfews in Quebec, vaccine tax, like you said, it's not happening, but it was it was on the table for like, what, two weeks, three weeks? Well, if you think about it, if there was no pushback, it would probably be here today. True, you know? true. I and think it was just to scare people and get the numbers up. Yeah, but if, but I don't if know, people like, didn't respond to it, because he got a lot of backlash, it would have been here. Mm -hmm. So that's the power of voicing your opinion to mandates, because if you do nothing, all these things would have been in place. Sure, exactly. That's that's the purpose of these protests. If there was not much talk mm. about the the taxes, you would see it tomorrow. Sure, you know. Yeah. So I you have like to think the, about you know, his, his numbers went down. The curfew went away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm speculating, sure. but like and and the well, health they also minister stopped testing as much. That was yeah. another thing. And the health minister resigned. Uh, what was it two days before the? Was it two days before the curfew or the tax? The tax. Oh yeah, the tax. Yeah. Um, one other thing, too, which, like, people don't seem to realize, right? 100% vaccination rate is an asymptote. What does that mean in math? It means you will not reach it, but you'll simply approach it. And at a certain point, there is, uh, there are diminishing returns to the amount of effort, social coercion, and, and, and actual number of people that get vaccinated. Like, 90% is an A-plus at Concordia. That's pretty good. That's that's a 4.0, wow. right? Like 90% is very difficult to achieve. And we got there. Mm. And um, it's going to be extremely difficult to go from 90 to 95, right? We're, we're at a point of diminishing returns. That you know what I mean? Microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, she's a, she's a grandmother, and she was the one saying that um, we need to do this. We need to be here not for ourselves, not for our kids, but for our grandkids. And at the same time, there's a sign that says "fight for our children." Yeah, that's a that's pure coincidence. That's cool. You know, like sometimes that's just what happens. I think photography is 
part skill, part luck, and this is a good example That's of phenomenal. it. Catching Pokemon, bro. Yeah, man. Moments like Pokemon. And here I just want to get portraits of, of some of the truckers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he's a young dude, man. I don't know how old this guy is. Like he's got to look 20, 20 yeah. 25. Like, yeah. he's a young dude. You know, there were a lot of, so so this is, he's a trucker and this is his wife. You know, they came together. Pulley for freedom. Yeah, uh, pull pull for freedom. Oh, pull. It's oh, ba basically horn. she was getting people to pull the horn and everyone oh, was just going up and pulling the horn and, and saying thank you. And, yeah. you know, there there was just this, this parking lot of trucks and people going from truck to truck thanking them. Wow. And truckers just, just being grateful. I even saw... Uh, a woman who was going from truck to truck trying to give the truck drivers money. Like, here's 20, here's 20. And they were like, no, we don't want your money. Not like this. Like, mm. like they are grateful. Thank right. you for doing that. But, like, like, I want to earn my own living. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, this, this, like, this is a, this is a... I think I saw an interview with him. Yeah, yeah. I saw him on a few outlets, too. So he's an Indian uh, truck driver with his whole family. And they're just kind of huddled up there, and yeah, they're all, they're all there together. Very cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of uh, female truck drivers as well. Um, just it's not. <laughs> see, uh, there's yeah, I have a lot of ideas on, on how we got here, where where like it's okay to. It's 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 okay to throw the the white blue collar man under the bus, you know. I don't understand why that's become socially acceptable. And what's really funny is you've got women, you've got ethnic mi minorities who are also being pulled under the bus mm. with what's going on. Yeah. Um, anyway, ah, oh, this guy just looked like the burliest of lumberjacks ever. Yeah. You know, uh, I I think he was from Alberta or something, but it's just like, and he was just happy to I want to talk with that to guy. people. Oh my god, I, 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 smell I the want barbecue. pints, <laughs> pints after pints with this guy. <laughs> These were uh, two uh, Quebec construction workers. Um, I forget where they said that they were from. I I spoke to and met a lot of people, so it's hard for me to remember. But uh, yeah, they were cool, and they were just on the back of their truck. Nice. You know. En train de fumer leur cigarette puis boire la Molson. He's got the sink in the gloves. I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, how much more Canadian can you get? Like <laughs> this, <laughs> this could have been, uh, you know, outside of the Bell Center uh, at a Canadians game. You yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, two young guys and and one of them has a Timmy's cup. Good old Tim Hortons. Good old Tim Hortons. Um. Again, this is this this was just uh, an, another speaker. I, I don't remember what he was saying, but he was he was a character. You know, I love the fact that he had his sunglasses on and he's got this like rough kind of a de demeanor to him. Yeah. But um, that's a great photo, though. Like yeah. it looks like he's handing you the mic. Well, he was, he was, he was, he was actually giving me the mic, and I was like, no, I'm not here for that. You know, give it to the person behind. <laughs> um, I love the, the 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 brightness with the black and white, though. Like, yeah. just, all the black and white pictures look so much. Yeah. They pop even yeah. though the color's gone. Like it's yeah. amazing. And I find what's cool too. This is one one of the reasons why I love black and white. Is uh, there is a certain kind of timelessness to it. It's like uh, clearly you know there's like technology in the photo, but uh, this could be ten years old. This could be twenty years old. Um, I don't know. I I yeah. 
I really like black and white too because you're focusing on texture much more because you don't have color to sort of interfere mm. with. Yeah, it brings the medium back down to something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mm-hmm. get what you're saying though. Yeah, so this is one of the truckers. He had a big sign on the back that says, I'm not racist. I am not an extremist. I am Canadian. And this is the thing is like this, this was the sentiment. Like all of these people were slandered on national television mm. by their prime minister, calling them all racist, misogynistic, people who hold unacceptable views, and that essentially they are not Canadian. Because if, you know, like who are you other than your set of ideas? Mm. And if you're saying that you don't hold the set of ideas of Canadians, you're basically stripping them of their nationality. You're saying you are not Canadian. It's basically a form of exile. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like saying get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you don't belong. Like is that the next step? Mm-hmm. Like squirrely for sure. Yeah. That's dog, dog tax. That's dog, dog tax for Nate. I love it. Uh, yeah, Argentinian mastiff. Like beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. So yeah, that's it. It's a lot less photos than last time. But yeah. uh, what what I could do too is I'll um, give you guys a link to my Facebook post because I write. Mm. Um, something with each of the photos sort of explaining oh, a little awesome. bit of yeah. what uh, what they're looking at or what people were saying at that point in time or what I was feeling when I Sweet. when I took the photo. So, um, yeah. I love it, man. Well, thank you for going there. and Thank you for uh, your support. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. That's yeah. fucking... Because, like, you're taking great pictures, but you also have so much energy in, in mm. like, why and mm. and the, the I don't know, man. Like, it's just fun talking to you, dude. Like, yeah. I, I love it. I really appreciate it's it. It's always a pleasure to have you here, brother. Yeah, man. And Second time, and it was it was, it was was fun, just yeah. like the first time. Yeah. Uh, and you know what, everyone? Just be kind to each other, because mm-hmm. this, is, this is a beautiful depiction of what being kind to each other looks like. You know, p- many people with different views, different ideas, but coming together in a pretty much... I would say almost zero crime rate. Pretty much nothing bad happened. There's Last a couple I bad stories. Yesterday, yeah, so. yeah. But overall, you know, with the height of anxiety, look at what's out there and everyone was just vibing together. So we can recreate that again and we can have a better world. We just got to build towards it again. I don't know how far we've gone off track, but we can head back there. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. I like that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks. Peace.